Hey everybody, this is Josh Ronquist here with the Heavy Debriefings Podcast, where this week I have not one, not two, not four, but three brand new interviews with the likes of Dagobah, Manic Sinners, and Hangman's Chair. Plus I got some other cool stuff to talk about once we get the interviews out of the way, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's get right into it and get into my interview with the band Dagobah. I'm talking about the brand new album By Night, which is available now through Napalm Records. In this interview, I talked to the mastermind of Dagobah, Shotter, about everything you need to know about this new album, the writing, orchestration, arrangements that go into every single Dagobah song, the differences between being in the studio and being on stage, and so much more. So I hope you enjoyed my interview with Shotter of Dagobah. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Well, um, doing good on my end. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Yeah, I can see you. Normal? Oh, uh, I do not have a camera on right now. All right. Okay, good. Oh, well, awesome. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview and be able to talk about this Awesome new album uh, by Night coming out next week through Napalm Records. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've had the chance to be able to check out this album this week. And yeah, I just, I love where you guys are at here in 2022. It just, it, it feels like an absolutely solid album from start to finish. I just love everything that's going on with the band right now. And I'm just so happy to see this album coming out next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, it's good when you uh, invest a lot of effort into a project or a production like By Night, and that at least someone in the world <laughs> appreciates it at max, just like you do. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we are very excited uh, about this release next week. We are working on this for uh, uh, yeah a lot of time now. We have a lot of uh, interview and review and everything. So, yeah, we can't wait. It's, it's an, it's an exciting, exciting uh, momentum uh, to release an album. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So th- thinking about that as well, I mean, what was it like to start writing for the album? Actually, uh, I always thought to, to, to write uh, when, when the previous album uh, 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 gets released. I mean, I will start to I will start to write or uh, some riff or some lyric or to think about a new uh, artistic direction for the next record. I think straight after that, by night will be released. Oh, yeah! It's just it's it's so great to see that you know, just like it, when you get done with an album and you're uh, starting to promote it, you you got that creative juices flowing and you're already thinking about the next album and what you can do with that next album and just having those creative juices flowing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, uh, I think that's, um, uh, compo- composing, uh, I, I, I mean, at least for me, composing, uh, has to stay a certain routine. I like to yeah think about Heidi's lyrics, uh, artworks, riff, uh, scenes, Arrangement, take notes on my phone every day. I don't want to lose track uh, talking about composing. And that totally makes sense too. I mean, considering how many layers uh, th- that really go in with every song that you guys do. I mean, there's a, there's a, 
I mean, it's obviously it's not the most technical music in the world, but there's so many layers that every time that you listen to it, you can hear something different going on and you're able to appreciate it on a different level. Where, where, where are you coming from, mate? Uh, I am from Minnesota in the United States. Oh, dude, I, I so much, uh, you, you can imagine, I so much uh, appreciate how much American people uh, enjoy our music and how they can read uh, clearly into uh, our music. Uh, in, back in Europe, they like the technical uh, way of composing. And I'm always like, yeah, of course, we know we, that we are not the fastest band in the world. We are not the most technical band in the world. But believe me, that uh, arranging all these uh, lay layers together is something very technical. Uh, talking about melody, harmony, and every single American uh, uh, person that has listened once to Dagoba uh, made the same analysis than you, you just did. And I'm very thankful for this because it's touched me. It's, it touched me uh, a lot. Well, I'm very glad to be uh, one of those people, uh, especially from over here in the, in the U S who really does appreciate it for that style, because I love it when you can combine something and just like find a way to be able to get the melodies and harmonies to really sing out over something that can be so groovy, so heavy, so, so much uh, industrial and electronic um, moments that are going on between it. And like you said, there's so many layers that are going on. And I appreciate that because it has that replay value to me where it's like, okay, yeah. I hear the top level. Now let me keep going down and just see what, what else is in this song. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's how I, 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 I love music. And so that's how I love to write my own music. And I like when I like when it's uh, it's uh, deep. Yeah, and and that's the perfect way to describe it. It is very deep when it goes into the the orchestration, the arrangements, the the instruments that are being used, and of course the lyrics as well too, being such a prominent part as well too. I mean, when you can combine all of that and create the formula that you have in this band, it's just incredible. Thank you very much, mate. I hope that uh, more uh, more American will think the same uh, uh, than you do, <laughs> because uh, thanks to By Nights, I hope so. Could yeah, be I'm a good sign off. I'm I'm hoping for that as well too. And I've been seeing great reception for the singles that have been released so far. There, uh, people like myself are really enjoying the videos. Uh, they're really enjoying the songs that were chosen as singles too. I think there were great choices that was released for that and just uh, being able to match that up is, is just so great thank you mate thank you and you know that we are releasing another uh, single just the day before the release oh that that's awesome i did not realize that yeah. that's uh, oh that yeah. that's gonna be some great promotion behind that i love that so yeah. um so with that in mind i mean obviously there's so much that goes into the writing process when when it came to like this album i mean like uh uh, how did you, I mean, uh, knowing your writing style, but uh, like, uh, what were you thinking about, like during this album? I mean, obviously there's been a, a lot going on in the world and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like when it came into just being able to work on this band, work on these songs. I mean, what was that like for you? Uh, first, when we start to compose a new album, the first thing we do is to uh, look back in our uh, own discography and we want to uh, not offer the same thing so 
what we did before, it's a start to compose the new album because we don't want to, to uh, repeat the same recipe over and over again. So that's the, always the starting point of composing. Then uh, there are so many uh, elements that compose uh, our music, as you said, uh, metal riff or uh, uh, trash song, uh, some uh, uh, orchestral, some industrial, some also EDM music. And so then you, we have a lot of uh, possibilities to explore or we will put our finger more into our brutal parts or onto orchestral parts or into electro parts. We have so many options and we just want to have fun. And when we compose music, we really want to uh, play the music that we don't listen uh, from other bands. That's the most important things for us. And it makes so much sense too. I mean, especially when you look at the debut album and you look at By Night and just seeing the evolution of the band and how everything has uh, been changing where you still sound like the band, but you can see the evolution that's been going on and just seeing where you're at now with By Nights and with it coming out next week. And of course, having such a great label like Napalm behind you being able to promote it i mean it's just it's so great to see where your guys are at right now yeah 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 exactly exactly and uh once again i uh, i really appreciate that uh, you are making this analysis because uh it's 100 percent true we we just want to uh propose a new face of the same band uh, from album to album i uh it's always us you can recognize uh, daguba playing but we don't want to propose exactly the same recipe every time you know we want to evolve we want to take risk because if artists uh don't take risks uh i mean nobody will you know it's uh, it's the main purpose of our condition yeah and i i love it for that and you know it's just like when you look at the back catalog and you can just pinpoint every single album and see where you guys were at at that specific moments and just seeing the sounds that you were coming up with at the time. And again, that evolution is just so important. And I, I just think about like what I hear on this album, like uh, the, the new use of orchestration and industrial moments. And I, I got to imagine like a uh, different plugins for electronic sounds and uh, instrumentation like that. I mean, it's always fun to be able to explore like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was it was a very exciting time of uh, uh, the by night uh, composing uh, to to yeah to explore new scenes, uh, going into internet some to some forum and talk to some guy. Hey, what kind of scenes uh, are you using, guy? Do you know what this DJ? What kind of uh, uh, scenes is using? How make it work? Will it sound onto our music? Can we bring that element into our music? Yeah, it's, that's an exploration, which is very, very interesting too. Oh yeah. And you know, there's no guarantee that it's always going to work, but when it does work, when you can hear it back and you know, whether you're playing it or you're just hearing it back in demo form or the final product and you hear how well it really does work together when you're able to combine something different. I can only imagine how great that feels when you're able to hear that for the first time. Yeah. 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 That's really uh, what I, uh, what I, I'm, I tell my, my, my friend when they ask me, Hey, do you, so do you prefer being on stage or uh, being into studio? 
And man, I think that uh, being in studio is so intense because when you find the right sound and the right note at the right moment of the song, dude, you can spend an, an all night long just listening to that second of music and just saying, man, I'm the, I'm so exciting. I'm the only human being in the world listening to that new shit now, you know? So it's so exclusive, you know? It's incredible. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I feel that uh, especially, you know, just like uh, being able to have the honor to be able to check out this album uh, ahead of its release and really being able to enjoy it before uh, the rest of the world gets to hear it and just uh, being able to talk to you about that stuff too and just like hearing it before everyone else does and getting to talk to you about that and just, uh, you know, just always following what you guys have done and just, again, seeing where you're at right now, you know, I can hear it in your voice, like how excited you are to be able to like uh, discuss yeah. the new stuff that's going on. It's just great. Yeah, and I think what is, what is uh, very, very cool for um, what I've uh, seen from America, uh, from uh for for now uh, we had you know reaction on youtube uh, we had some review we have some interview just like we are doing now and what is what what is very very cool uh, is that uh, you guys are uh, if if you if for, for those who don't don't know about dagoba at all they just uh, discover dagoba with uh, by night and or the, the the new single and they want to look who we were and from where we come from. And that's very, very uh, cool because, um, you know, now with the streaming platform and the new music market, everything, the music uh, has become so, I don't know how to say, uh, 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 it's fast, you know, you don't, you don't buy the CD and listen to it for a year, you know, you listen to a new band every day, a new single every day, you, it's yeah, it's a consumable. I mean, and since now American uh, people are telling me that they are trying to know from where we were and looking back to our seven previous record, and from uh, the bottom of my heart, it touched me a lot. And yeah, I mean that is absolutely one of the the best things that can happen is just like what you talked about where. Uh, someone can discover you brand yeah. new and then they realize that this isn't a debut album with by night that there's a there's a lot of great albums that you guys have done in the past and they're available to check out whether uh, you, you want to be able to buy it in physical form whether you want to be able to buy the mp3s or if you do just stream it like has become yeah. so rampant i mean there's so many different ways to be able to get the music and enjoy it yeah exactly i hope this will happen <laughs> well if um if everything that i've seen from like uh, the youtube views and reviews that i've seen so far i think that's absolutely going to be happening with this album and i'm just so happy to see that i'm not the only one that's enjoying everything that's going on as well too i mean just like seeing the comments about people being excited for this album and like loving the videos that you guys did on here whether it's uh, the visual form or the full-on videos i mean it's just it's so cool yeah, thank you very much. I hope something great will happen for the band. Who, no who knows? <laughs> so uh, thinking about that as well, I mean, obviously with uh, the album coming out next week, and of course, when you have a great label like Napalm behind you being able to help promote this album, um, I, and of course, uh, thinking about the state of the world that we're still going through within the last few years and still dealing with it now, like, is there like anything on the table right now as far as shows coming out? 
yeah, we are supposed to get back uh, on the roads uh, in April uh, till May uh, in Europe. Uh, then we will uh, uh, perform onto uh, you know the massive uh, European summer festival like the Resurrection in Spain, the Summer Breeze in Germany, the Vertigo Rock here and there. And of course, uh, we are uh, working hard on uh, getting back uh, to the U.S. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, that makes me so happy to hear that, too. I mean, again, you know, just with everything that's been going on within the world, it just it's it's so hard to be in a band and be a musician when you're doing a oh, lot yeah. when you're doing live shows. So, you know, uh, even with uh, just getting back and doing the, the festival circuit, uh, doing European shows, hopefully coming back here and just you know, being able to get back on stage and being able to hear these songs in a live setting, I got to imagine how cool of a feeling that's going to be for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can wait uh, to to get back on the road because that's uh, what we are doing uh, for a living for more than 20 years now, traveling, meeting people, new culture, new country, new everything. And since two years uh, we can't do this, so yeah, it makes us uh, some sad men, even if we are keeping it uh, as positive as possible. Because that was, in some way, the one of the purpose of By Night is that at the end of the uh, listening session, uh, some yeah, you can find some happiness in in this album and some positive. Yeah, and that's one thing I was going to say, too, is like it, you can really feel the emotions on this album, too. And by the end, you do get those more positive feelings behind it, which is just another reason to be able to listen to the album from start to finish and get that all that ebb and flow, the peaks and the valleys, the ups and the downs. And at the end, you just have that great positive feeling behind it. Yeah, as you said, yeah, it's very it's very important to keep uh a strong dynamic into each into into each song but also into the into the album it's good to have some kind of scenario uh uh onto an, an, an album from the from the start to the end it's good to pass through different emotions very much so and that's what makes album listening still enjoyable is when a band does care about that as well you know making sure that the track order is the way it's supposed to be picking yeah, the right oh yeah. songs that are going to be on there the right oh singles yeah. to be able to attract new fans i mean there's so much that goes into it and with everything that i've seen with by night i mean everything seems to be going in the right direction yeah you know you know even on by night uh i, cal- I calculated the blank between each song it's not it's not equal uh, between each song. Oh, the wow. blank time. You know the blank time. Yeah. Well, yeah, from the first song to the second one, for example, mm-hmm. and the blank within each song is calculated. It's not. It's not equal in between each song. So the flow. There's a certain flow uh, that gen uh, uh, lis- listening. Uh, yeah, uh, comfortable. Yeah, I could definitely agree with. Uh the amount of spins that I've been able to give it so far, I think that absolutely fits with it. And <laughs> yeah. And you again, to, you, have, you, have, you have to make this, uh, this album, uh, you have to make discover this album to your friends. <laughs> oh yeah. That's absolutely exactly why I do what I do and love doing these interviews and uh, playing songs on my radio show that I have and being able to, <laughs> good, uh, good. to do the album reviews as well too. Uh, whether they're written up or I talk about it on the show, it's just like being able to 
promote the music that's that I love talking about. And this is an album that definitely deserves that recognition in, in 2022. And, you know, just hopefully, you know, just like myself and other people out there around the world are going to be able to have that same appreciation. And hopefully everything does go the way that it's supposed to with like uh, coming back here to America and, you know, uh, having a great time back on the festival circuit again. I mean, with all the bands that you've been able to open for and play with over the last 20 years, you know, that's just an amazing resume for you guys with an ever evolving sound as well. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was so good to share the stage with some of, um, I mean, most of the, most of the biggest band metal band in the world, plus some of our, uh, uh, idol, like for example, Metallica and, uh, yeah, yeah. we learn a lot uh, when when we sh- when we can share the stage with such a big big uh, uh, rock star because they are super professional uh, as musician and also with all their um, the crew and the way they manage their life uh, while touring. Uh, yeah, we we are, we are learn- learning a lot uh, playing with those uh, huge uh, star. So thinking about that, is there like any particular examples that you can think of when it comes to that? Hmm. I mean, uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I, 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 I've seen that sometime uh, and it was uh, mostly back in the 20, year uh, 2000, not, not 2010, the 2000, you know, on the, on the, on the magazine, you, you, you were like watching uh, rock star always uh, drinking and uh, addict or so. And uh, when, I, when I was so young, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I will, I will meet those guys." And they were, they, they, when I when I'm watching them on the magazine, they are always uh, drinking and so. But when you when I met them on stage, they were like super uh, uh, healthy and doing sports every day because they told me, "Yeah, when you have to tour." Uh, for two, three months in a row, you know, you have to, you have to stay clean and, and uh, yeah, have a healthy way of life if you want to uh, keep, uh, stay in the time. And that makes so much sense too. And, you know, it's just like, there's so much energy that really goes into playing a live show, especially when you have the stage lights on you, you have the, uh, depending on the venue that you're at, like the heat that comes from the venue from either the crowds or, of just being in a smaller space that that can just heat everything up or being uh, in the, the festival circuit with just how hot it can get during the summer. You know, it's just like, there's, there's so much that really you want to be able to save all that energy and be able to give the best show possible. So it does take things like uh, uh, staying clean from any bad habits, uh, exercising uh, yeah. on the road, uh, drinking exactly. plenty of water. There's so much that goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a real uh, way of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad to see that um, you were able to take those kinds of lessons and other other bands that have gone through all of those things who have gone through like all the bad habits and, and vices, yeah. they're still here on the other side and they've made a lot of good changes and they're still able to put on great shows like Metallica, who, yeah. you know, even 40 <laughs> years later, they're still able to put on great shows and, yeah. you know, they've, they've gone through everything but they're yeah. still here playing, playing great shows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Oh, awesome. Well, you know, I think with that, I think that's a great note to end on. And I thank you so much for taking this time to be able to talk to me thank about you, everything Josh, that's too. going on with the band. And of course, 
uh, by night coming out next week through the mighty napalm records i love this album i just love everything about it from start to finish i just i mean i i still need some more lessons to just make sure of it but i really do feel like this is the best album that you guys have done the dates and i just know that the band's only going to get better from here on out so if this is what you guys are doing in 2022 I'm so excited to see what's going to happen with the next release. Thank you so fucking much for this. And welcome back to the show. You just got done here in my interview with Shotter of Dagobah. Talking about the brand new album By Night, which is available now through Napalm Records. Now, as we go from the world of French modern metal, let's take our inspirations and move it to some Romanian hard rock and heavy metal from the band Manic Sinners. Talking about the brand new debut album, King of the Badlands, which is available now through Frontiers Music. In this interview, I talked to Tony from Manic Sinners to talk about how this band got started, the inspirations behind it, what to hopefully look forward to in the future, what this album and band is all about, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Tony of Manic Sinners. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Sure. Gladly. Hi. But I don't see you, Josh. Uh, no, I I uh, just have audio on my end. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview and being able to talk about this amazing album coming out next week through Frontiers Music with King of the Badlands. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, not a problem. Uh, I've, I've had the chance to be able to check out this album over this week, and I just really love what you guys do. And it, I mean, this does not sound like a debut. This sounds like a band who's been together like 5, 10, 15 years putting out their wow. best material. And that's got wow. me really excited about the future because I, I really love the variety that's also going on with this album too, whether it gets heavy, whether it gets somber, whether it it gets more melodic. I mean, it's just, it's got everything that I would want in a band like this. And it's great to see that with an album like this. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. That's exactly what we, what we wanted because that's the kind of stuff that, that this is the album I would love to buy for myself as a fan. When we write songs, we, all, we always think, wow, what, what should we do better? What can we do better? What would I like to hear in a band? Or, yeah, I, I hate to skip songs. And that's what we hope to do. We hope to, to, to record an album which, which is great, which is a good listen. Yeah, which has it all. <laughs> well. Well, I can definitely say on my end, I've yet to skip a song as many times as I've checked out this album. Like it feels like a full album experience from start to finish. And I, I felt no reason to ever feel compelled to skip a track. Like every song has a purpose and it feels like it's in the right track order for this album. Yeah. We, we even have those two instrumentals. I know many people think, wow, who needs those? But Yeah they have a purpose on the album just like i don't know let's say queen strike on operation my crime they also had those short instrumentals you know oh very much so and they yeah. added so much to the album yeah, yeah waiting for 22 and yeah the other ones yeah absolutely and i i feel this way about those songs as well i mean not every song needs lyrics behind it and you can tell so much of a story with the notes that are being played in an instrumental and i feel that way with these two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> oh no problem 
So thinking about that, I mean, how did this all come together? Like, how did the band start and how did you know what direction you wanted to go in with this band? We were already friends, Adrian and and I, and we, Ovidio, our our singer, was a good friend of Adrian. So, yeah, long story short, (laughs) that's how the band got together. And um, about the the, the musical direction, we love the 80s bands but we also love yeah heavier bands for us I, I love Duckin, I love winger but I also love Slayer so I wanted to take the best influences from my favorite bands and put them all together mix them up and yeah that's our album let's say that's that was the blueprint for this album our influences the, our heroes Oh, it's it's such a great way to do it too, and it it still comes off sounding like original content too. I mean, you're you're paying tribute to what you enjoy with the influences, but it still sounds like this collective with Manic Sinners, and it's just it's so great to see that too, where you can have this great variety, and it just comes out sounding like a band that should be well established and it's great to see that starting next week that that will happen i mean i mean with with this album finally coming out i know people are going to be just as excited as i am to be able to check out the full thing from start to finish we hope we 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 how can i put this i hope your listeners and the people who are going to buy this album or, or stream it um will tell or we we they're going to hear the stories which we wanted to tell because really every song was written from from the heart uh, with a single purpose to make it good to make it good that's what we wanted to make really good songs which will stand the test of time and you know i can honestly say that that i i really do feel that way about this album like when i put it on like every song does have that purpose and it it does go through so many different uh shades of music as well too i mean when you got like a heavy opener like you do when you got those instrumentals like you do when you got the the ballads on there Ballad, yeah, yeah. it's just like it's just it's got it it just makes it such a well-rounded album that makes it fun to listen to rather than just a collection of all the songs sounding the same it's just like it feels fully evolved yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's you put it ex- exactly right i think yeah this is what we wanted to do with, with the record we didn't want to we 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 wanted to have a ballad because we all love ballads power ballads of the 80s or from the early 90s but also make it personal like the acoustic solo for example <laughs> just to put it this way oh and that, i mean that's so great to see that too and when you can do things like that and being able to show off those sides of the personality it's so great and you know just thinking about that as well too like i'm i'm looking behind you right now and i can see like a, such cool gear that you have behind you too like so many <laughs> cool looking guitars i mean a, Mar- a marshall cab i mean you got like yeah, yeah. so many different things that can really help inspire that creativity i also have <laughs> this camper and i don't know if you know uh, this uh, camper gear it helps me a lot with recording, with getting different different tones, different sounds. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I mean, especially when you got something like a Kemper there, like, uh, did you get inspired by any ideas using the Kemper for this yes, album? Of course, of course, of course. Because you have so so many uh, so, so many options for for uh, altering your sound and get new sounds. 
and you just play and then you say oh wow that's a cool that's a cool riff let's use this or you have a great clean sound and then you say oh wow hmm i get inspired and you play and play and play and play this is how it comes up this is how we write this is how i write (laughs) yeah i mean especially when you got something like a kemper there when you have like so many different tones and styles and effects at your disposal and you're able to like infinitely come up with like new ideas like that it's hard not to be inspired when you got all of that at your disposal yeah yeah. that's really true yeah yeah. (laughs) this is exactly uh, how i play how i like to write songs and how i came up with different ideas Oh, so cool. And, you know, also what I do love about this album so much, and and speaking of the sounds and the tones, is the production of the album. It just sounds so crisp, so clear. Like everything just feels so great. And it's great to hear that, especially on a debut album like that, too. Again, that's why I feel like that you guys have, it feels like to me that you've been established for so many years and have put out so many albums because when you got production like this, it sounds like this band has been around for a long time and just knew exactly what to do on an album like this. You are right. Ben, we are newcomers with many singers, but as musicians, we are. Um maybe since the early 90s, mid 90s in business. So we knew exactly what we wanted and we knew exactly what we wanted to do. And we worked a lot on the, on the, on, on the songs. Um, uh, so let's say we don't like, we like to improvise, of course, and take, take yeah, part in jam sessions. But on this album, everything was written. It was, we had our filter, let's say, let's put it that way yeah yeah so we took we really really took our time to write the songs and to arrange them and to write the lyrics of course yeah this is how we roll (laughs) oh yeah and you know it's just like there's so many variables that can come with that too making sure that you have the right group of musicians having the right people behind the boards making sure that you're going to sound the best way that you can making sure that you keep the right riffs the right solos and especially when you're doing uh, some improv too you know just like uh knowing what's going to fit uh, and you know in that live setting too you know it's like are you going to improv live or are you going to keep it exactly on the record i mean there's so many variables that go into it but uh, uh, like you said you know like a uh, being a musician as long as you have with the re- rest of the band and you know just knowing what works and what doesn't work truly yeah. helps yeah yeah it, it, really, it truly helps <laughs> We had uh, an exact idea of what we wanted the album to sound, the songs, even before they were written. We knew exactly we want to be, you said it, crisp, we want it to be heavy. Um, we wanted well-written songs, well-produced, yeah. Of, <laughs> and and uh, we, we wanted really to, to take our time. Time was such a big factor in writing and recording this album. And, and speaking of that, obviously, uh, making sure that you do have the time to be able to uh, put out the best album that you possibly can. When you were writing the songs, obviously, but the songs coming together the way that they have, I mean, the right choices were made. But was there like uh, any moments where you were feeling like if a song should be on the album or if a riff should stay? Like, is there any particular moments like that? Yeah, sure. As we wrote the songs, of course, we came up with different ideas, different riffs, and this is exactly the, the, the right time to think, okay, can I do it better? Should I keep it? Should I try something else? 
and uh, the album was self-produced by us so yeah <laughs> and this was exactly our role to know what to keep or yeah what to throw away which riff we should throw away or as i wrote the solos i really yeah <laughs> i have to say it again <laughs> i took my time to write them to to shape them to exactly in what, what the way I, I felt right for this album. And again, you know, from the listener experience, I'm so happy that you guys decided to do that as well, too, because I really feel like every song turned out the way that it should. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like anything was left out in these songs. It just feels so great the way that they've turned out. And I can only imagine, you know, if in hopefully with the, uh, the world getting back to some kind of normalcy at some point that these songs would just sound incredible in that live setting. Yeah, for that, we will need at least two more musicians because I play guitars and bass and Adrian plays drums, keyboards, and he also sings the backing vocals and he plays some guitars and bass on two or three songs so yeah we were gonna need two or three musicians <laughs> besides us oh yeah but you know but you know until then you know the, the the fact that this album has come together the way that it has and it's got so many great things going for it I, I love the singles that you guys chose for the album and getting that representation i yeah I, th I think they were just like such great songs to be able to show off the album and i'm glad those ones were chosen yeah we too we too um the first thing of down in flames <laughs> is already is, is already the, the, the last the last track on the album that's pretty unusual because the most bands or musicians think okay let's put the first the first track on the album should be the first single but yeah we were we were bold enough to to yeah to, to make this different yeah yeah and it shows that it's really worth checking out the entire album when you do something like that too because when that's the final track on the album you want to be able to hear well what's everything that's going to lead up to this song yeah sure <laughs> you got it right sure of course oh totally yeah. and but another thing that I really love about this album as well, too, especially when it comes visually, is the album cover. I love the colors that's on this. I love the entire look of it. I mean, it just, it. I feel like it really fits the album so well. Thank you so much. Our artwork guy will be so pleased to hear this because he's a great guy, but he also has a day job. So he doesn't do so much covers as he should. But we are his friends, and he made an effort to. But I, have you already seen the whole artwork or just the front cover? Uh, just the front cover so far. Ah, you have to see the whole thing. It's so great. It's really great. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to that too. I mean, just getting a look at like the physical version of it, and you know, just you know, from the album artwork it alone, it just looks. Oh, yeah, it has a story. You have to hear yeah, it. Oh yeah, totally. And I'm just imagining how cool that'll look on vinyl too, like uh, being able to see that in in full yeah. size like that. Maybe maybe sometime. Maybe who knows? Maybe if, if the CD is gonna do well, maybe Frontiers are gonna come up with a vinyl version. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, I, I just think that'd be so cool. But um, yeah, you know, thinking about this and of course uh, with uh, being able to get together, being able to write the songs and, you know, taking the time to be able to craft all of this, like, are you, are you thinking at all about like what the next album could be or are you just still focused on this album so far? So far, we're going to focus on this album, but we already have one new song 
written and we also recorded a demo to it but it's not going to be the final version that's for sure oh that that's so cool i'm glad to see that that chemistry is still going and when you when you got an idea to be able to work on something like that you know just like even if it completely changes you know just like uh, getting those ideas out there and just seeing what that landscape can be in the future we really don't know we don't want to change our style because as i said that's exactly what we want to play and what we want to hear but uh, let's see how it's going to come up let, let, let's hope for the best let's hope we're going to make another record maybe two who knows yeah i'm i'm definitely pulling for that i mean again i i can't say it enough i mean if this is what you guys are doing with your first effort i can only imagine how much stronger everything's going to be as the years go on and just seeing that songwriting chemistry going on fuller and fuller and i i really hope that that does happen too because I, I I really think we need music like this right now in 2022 where, you know, the, every song has a story behind it, where every song has a meaning behind it. And even when, uh, like we talked about earlier, you know, even if a song is instrumental, it still feels like it has a story behind it. And you can imagine it in your mind, like what's going on when you see the titles and just trying to picture it in your mind. And I just, I love an album like that. And I'm so glad that you guys, uh, like you've mentioned before, you know, being able to take the time to really make this the way that you want it to be. I'm so, I'm so, so overwhelmed by all the nice things you say because it, it, it's exactly how it is. Every song has a story behind it. Yeah, really. Oh, really. That, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, the fact that you, are able to do all of this you you were able to get the great sounds for it get the great production behind it the songwriting obviously and of course being on an being on a label like frontiers to be able to help promote this album and distribute it out there i mean that's just incredible in and of yeah. itself yeah and they, they gave us a really big big chance it's it's something it's it's, it's unusual for them to sign a band from romania okay the other two guys are living in romania i'm living in germany but uh, what, yeah, as, as I said, they, they really, they trusted us. They gave us a lot of time. They didn't put us under pressure. So we are really, really grateful for that. Yeah, they are great. It's a big chance to, to band to a project like we are to be signed by them. And yeah, for them to promote our album, our music worldwide. It's, it's huge. Absolutely. Well, so, we are grateful. Yeah. So thinking about that, like, uh, did, did they give any thoughts on the album back? Like when you sent it in for the first time? Uh, the first time I sent, no, <laughs> I, I wrote an, an email uh, asking if they are accepting uh, demos, but without sending anything. And we, yeah, sure, sure. Send us a couple of tracks and they were interested but they didn't want to, let's put it this way, didn't want to manipulate because they trusted us. They, they, they heard the first songs, then they said, send us two or three more. And they really trusted our musical experience and the, the, the way we are, we, we, we are writing songs, how the vocals are, were recorded, those were early demos. And it was a smooth process. And that is just so great to hear that too, because yeah. 
I mean, especially when you can find a label that does trust what you're doing, that doesn't want to give like notes on the direction that you should be going in and, you know, just trust you to be able to make an album like this and be able to send it to him with that kind of confidence. I mean, I'm glad that Frontiers did take that chance on you guys and let you be you. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. They that- were really, really, really great. Yes. Oh, that is just fantastic. And yeah, I just, I just love hearing everything the the way it's been going and just seeing how smooth in relative terms, how everything has been going with the band, with this album and with the album coming out next week. I can't wait to see what others think of this album and just, you know, just seeing what's going to happen for you guys. And I'm, I'm really hoping for the best because this music deserves that kind of promotion and, you know, just being able to climb up there and just be able to have that fan base. that just gets excited every time that you guys have new music on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We are very, very excited. It's, it's something extremely new for us. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think with that, I think that's an amazing note to end on. And I, I got to thank you so much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of this. I, I just, I can hear it in your voice, how excited you are to be able to talk about this. And, and yeah, just knowing that a band like this is getting uh, the response that it has. I mean, I've seen things online and just seeing people excited for the songs that they've heard and loving the videos that you guys have made for it and just wanting to hear that album. And I'm so fortunate to have been able to check out this album this week given as many spins as i have and just really dissecting everything and just enjoying everything that's on this album and i can't wait to promote you guys next week when i'm able to show off this interview play you guys on my show and just give that proper promotion on my end thank you so much thank you so much i'm i'm extremely happy for for this great opportunity you have given me and welcome back to the show you just got done here in my interview with tony of manic centers talking about the debut album king of the badlands which is available now through frontiers music and we're still in the first hour of the show and just look at how crazy things have been going from french modern metal to romanian hard rock and heavy metal so since we got three interviews for the show this week why don't we bring everything down and talk about some french doom metal with the band hangman's chair talking about the brand new album a loner which is available now through nuclear blast in this interview, I talked to Julian Chanel about everything you need to know about this band. And most specifically, we talk a good deal about mental health, which I am always so happy to be able to discuss and spread the word about because we're going through a lot of shit right now. And I don't think that gets appreciated enough about how much shit we're really, really going through. So if I can shed some light on it, I'm very happy about that. But of course, we also talk about songwriting, visuals, hopefully what to look forward to in the future, and so much more. So I hope you talk more about mental health. Sorry, I made a mistake there. But I hope you enjoy my interview with Julian of Hangman's Chair. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Where are you from? uh, I'm from Minnesota in the United States. Okay. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and talk about this uh, amazing new album, Aloner, which is coming out tomorrow through Nuclear Blast. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten the chance to be able to check out this album for uh, quite a bit of time now, thanks to Nuclear Blast. And I just love what you guys are doing here. It just... 
it's it's the perfect kind of album for emotions that I'm feeling right now in 2022. And I'm just so excited to hear everyone else get the chance to be able to hear this full album tomorrow because it is yeah. a great full album experience. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. now we have to wait tomorrow. So we are really, really excited because it's been like a year that we have recorded this record. So, so yeah, it's been one year. So yeah. Kind of long. Oh yes, I can imagine. So, so mm. uh, with that in mind, I mean, what was it like to start writing for this album? What was the start? Sorry. Uh, what, was... what was it like to start writing for the album? Oh, uh, you mean the the riffs or the lyrics? Um, all all of it, really. All of it. Uh, so um, for the lyrics, it's it's kind of different because the, uh, I was in the depression like two years ago. It was before the lockdown. And uh, and the only move that I could do is to is the withdrawal, you know. And um, to be honest, I felt really, really relieved to to be alone and to and to and to to search isolation. And that's how a loner, you know, the, the theme of of lo- of uh, lo- loneliness and isolation came. And uh, the music, uh, it was composed like, uh, we always write riffs, you know, and uh, we we tried to compose it like uh, maybe two years ago in 2020, I think. And, um, and that's it, yeah. Uh, well, I can definitely say lyrically, I can very much relate to that. I've been a lifelong sufferer of uh, depression yeah. uh, for uh, coming up on uh, 22 years now, right before I got into my teenage years, I started developing depression and I've basically been battling it since. And I always appreciate it when there's an album that can come out, uh, whether it's yeah. the full collections of, of songs or even just one song that just tackles what it really yeah. feels like to have depression. I, feel the so same I really way. appreciate that. I feel the same way. Yeah. And, uh, and I think for this album, every song is like uh, a state of depression or level of depression. And it's really at the at the end of the of the composition that uh, I I realized I was only talking about uh, loneliness and isolation, and that's why we choose Alona for the title. And you know, it's it's amazing with the lockdown as well too. Uh, yeah, how, how much that we all of us have experienced that loneliness. I mean, whether we've always felt that way with depression, whether it's just being isolated from people, being able to go to shows or. Uh, being able to work or whatever the case is. I mean, having to be able to stay home and not being able to visit people just for our own safety and health. I mean, it can really, really hit you hard when it comes to mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But for me, like I said, it it was a relief, you know, to the lockdown, it came at the, at the, at the best time for me because I could, uh, I could be on myself on my own. And, uh, but it, it was a choice. And when it's not a choice, I know that, yeah, isolation is not a good thing when, when it's not your choice. But at that time, it was my choice. So, uh, so I felt, uh, you know, it, uh, it was uh, a part of my recovering uh, to be alone. And sometimes that's absolutely what we need, too. I mean, sometimes we just need to fight the battles alone because 
you know, yeah. just like be, taking time by yourself and trying to figure out who you are, what are the steps that you need to take to be able to move forward? I mean, when you're surrounded by people who maybe don't understand where you're coming from, or mm-hmm. it's just a lot of information that you don't want to uh, basically share. share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes the best way to go about it is to be your, by yourself and try to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody has an opinion of, uh, the, of what you should do, which, you know, the, the, they all want you to get better, but you only, you are the only per- person who know how to do it. And you have to realize some some things to do it, you know. And you have to realize on your own. So you have to do your uh, your mistakes, all that shit. And um, yes, that 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 could be a hard time, you know, for for guys like us, because nobody uh, uh, will understand you when you try to to be alone. To be, you don't want to answer the calls. <laughs> you don't want to see. Anybody, even your your close friend, even uh, your family, it could be hard for us to, for for them to to understand that. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this just a, just a few hours ago. You know, completely unrelated to this, I was thinking about what I've been going through with uh, my mental health and through uh, the lockdown and everything that's going with that. Like, I haven't seen family or. Uh, friends for about two and a half years now, you know, just from various different reasons. So, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm so happy I get to be alone. Other times I do get that loneliness going on, but you know, overall, I, I do feel happier knowing that I'm, I I don't feel like a burden to other people that when I am like going through these struggles that I'm going through right now, I, I do feel happier knowing that I am alone struggling with this because I'm the one that knows the, the struggles that I'm going with through and hopefully knowing what i can do to get better yeah it's exactly that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm totally agree so within a mind i mean obviously you said that the lockdown came at a perfect time for you to be able to be alone and be alone with your thoughts and you know just uh, try to think through your mind yeah w- w- with that like how are you feeling now i'm gonna feel better but you learn to live with it you know it's like a, it's like a scar it's like a scar you are on on your on your mind on your soul and uh, you learn to live with it because sometimes it, it comes back, you know, at certain times it comes back. So, so uh, yeah, you, you learn to live with it and you know how to, to, uh, to act when you are and uh, when you feel that you, 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 you're going to be struck by, by, uh, by uh, you know, anxiety or depression. Yeah, it, it's so true. It, it hits you like a wave too. I mean, it, mm. it, there's constant ebb and flow ups and downs when it comes to depression yeah, and it can come back and there's like no way to protect a, it. It's like you have opened a door and it cannot be closed, you know, but uh, it's, it's like that. When it's there, it's there <laughs> forever, I think. And it, it's it, like a scar. It, it's true. And, you know, the best thing that you can do is try to find your own way to be able to battle it and get yeah. through through it. And, in, you know, like uh, you touched upon and I'll, I'll say it as well, you know, it's just like it's different for every single person. Everyone has their own ways of being able to deal with things, but that does not mean it's going to work for other people. People have to discover it on their own. Yeah, and you, you, you read my mind. <laughs> 
So, you know, thinking about that as well, too, and of course, uh, thinking about the albums on Aloner, I mean, like, how was that when you were uh, penning the lyrics down and like looking back on them? I mean, was that like a cathartic feeling for you to be able to look back at those lyrics? Uh, Like, how was that for you? Uh, When I, uh, when we play those songs, because we already play some shows, we, or we play it in rehearsal, I feel good when I play it, you know, I feel it makes, it makes me good to, to, uh, to uh, to feel this emotion again. I don't know how to say it, but uh, I feel good, you know, when uh, when uh, when I play those songs, when I when I think of of uh, the times where I was really really low, and uh, because I went through it, so and I survive, so it makes me feel good, you know. Yeah, and you know that's that's one thing when I am in a better state that I am so happy about is that I'm still here and I still mm. get to keep trying to get better and knowing that I have felt lower before means that I can feel better again yeah. as well because that has happened before it's the repetition of dealing with depression and mental health struggles yes that's it yeah and that's why we like to to hear to to listen to sad music or to uh, you know to to watch uh, drama movies or you know because uh, it me it makes me feel good you know? yeah and the the more that i do listen to this album the more that i do really feel that as well too like the more that i get connected with the lyrics and especially when watching uh, the the video for the title track as well too. I mean that really hits hard when you got the yes. visuals matched up with it as well. The video loner. Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's they are real real characters. You know, it's like uh, it's not a it's not play. You know, it's it's real characters. The the director is a friend of ours, and he told us, uh, yes, I want to do that video with the. Uh, when um, I want to uh, meet people that can uh, tell the, tell us a story of their life, and uh, and they and uh, he, he went to their homes and he asked us tell me about your life, and he filmed us. It's just uh, that simple. And he asked us just find me uh, four people of your uh, that you know, and uh, yeah, and that's was it. You know, and it's really really special for us that uh, that video um, because. Uh, uh, it's the kind of video that the video is stronger than the music. Do you feel that? Oh, I absolutely do. As soon as I mean, I was already well familiar with the album because I, I've had it for quite a while now. But mm-hmm. uh, once I finally saw the video attached to it, it just gave the life a whole. It just gave the song a whole new meaning behind it. Yeah. Too. Yeah, so, and it's the first time for us that uh, that the video is uh, is strong like that, you know. And like I said, you maybe stronger than the music itself. So, yeah. so you wanted to, so you want to to watch it again and again because you sometimes you want to to uh, to stay focused on the video, and sometimes you want to stay focused on the music itself. And uh, yeah, and we are very proud of this video. Mm-hmm. And I, I was gonna say, you know, when watching the video as well too, it. It did. It did have a very cathartic feeling behind it for me as well too, because sometimes when we're uh, the feeling as down as we do with depression, it it can 
always feel like uh, no one else could possibly understand the pain that we're going through, but it's mm-hmm. always, it, it, you know, it's sad, but it's also a good feeling to know that we really aren't the only people that are going through depression and mental health struggles that other people around the world are dealing yeah. with mental struggles themselves. Yeah, that's right. Man. When you know that other people feel the same feeling, of you, even if they don't understand you, if you know that there's, there's a people that can, uh, uh, they have the same, uh, you know, mood and feelings and uh, and they went through this, the, the same uh, uh, hard times. Yeah, it's, you feel better when you know it. Oh, definitely. And yeah, you know, it's just like, it, it, it's great to see those visuals match up with it as well, too. And with those visuals, I'm, I'm really happy to see the uh, type of album cover that goes along with it, too, because I think just with that picture alone, it just really sets you up for the kind of album that a loner really is. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just, it just really hits you the first time that you see that album cover. Yeah, okay. Uh, the picture of the cover is a, is a picture of so- and uh, and uh, he, he loves to take picture of uh, random people in the streets, and uh, he have a lot of photos like that, you know, black and white with with, real, with a lot of contrast, and uh, it's always uh, you know real life people uh, in the streets, and um, and we asked him if uh, he had a, a picture that could represent uh, loneliness to him. And that's how he, he gave us this uh, this uh, this picture. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that just gives an, another reason why I feel so attached to this album too, is <laughs> because of how real it really is. I mean, from the lyrical concepts that's going on to the music video for Alone or the album cover. I mean, all of it, is, it just has a very authentic and real feeling behind it. And, you know, sometimes that, that can be manufactured and fake, but especially with this album, you, you can just hear how real everything feels behind it. Yeah, for us, in, integrity is like, a, it's everything. You know, we, we want to talk about real things that happen to us. We want to talk. We, we want to talk about real people, you know, and uh, that's why you you see uh, uh, that that cover. That's why you see uh, the, that that video. And um, yes, it's really important for us to to be real. Yeah. So uh, you you did mention a little bit ago that you did get to play some of these songs in that live setting. I mean, uh, what was that? What was that experience being able to play the songs in that live setting? Uh. That's, it's it's always stressful for for me for example uh for me my, my uh, what I like the, the most is to compose and uh, after that uh, you know to go to the studio or to go to the uh, or to play some gigs it's not my my favorite things but we do it no problem you know because we we like to to, to play live but uh, yeah it's, it's always difficult for me. I can absolutely relate to that. Uh, whenever I get to play drums, like I, I do love playing live shows. I love being able to see people in front of me enjoying the music that I'm playing, but yeah. I feel most comfortable being at home and just being able to either play by myself or r- write some parts or yeah. uh, just having band rehearsal. Like those feel the most comfortable to me more than anything. Yeah, it's a, that's how I think too. But I only talk for myself because I know the, the other guy from the band like to, to play live, you know, but um, yeah, I feel oh. you. 
Oh yeah. And it, it's still a great feeling being able to do that too. I mean, yeah. even, I mean, no matter w- what the reason is, you know, it's just like uh, being able to know that there are people out there that do enjoy your music, whether they're being able to see it for the first time or of course. they're being able of course. to return to see you. I mean, that's always going to be a great feeling. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, you know, of course, uh, you mentioned before that you've had these songs done for over a year now, and you've been now awaiting on being able to release this album. And finally, like we mentioned, it is coming out tomorrow through Nuke of the Blast. I mean, uh, have you been working on any new material since then, or are you just uh, still working uh, on this? No, for now, we have... Uh, we just work on the promotion. Uh, we worked on the... On real solo load because now we have uh, we have lights on for the show we have a, a better sound so we have to work a lot on these things before we can uh, we can you know uh, uh, think of another song so so yeah. And, you know, that's very important, too. I mean, being able to get the right promotion to be able to promote the album, working on the live show, being able to talk to people like myself to promote mm-hmm. the album. And I, I imagine it's got to be a good feeling knowing that you're talking to people like myself who understand yeah, the album, like the album. <laughs> it's and, the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? It's the first time? <laughs> From Minnesota, yes. Oh, Oh, um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to be able to <laughs> to promote that. I, yeah, I mean, I I love being able to promote good music, and you know, this is exactly what it is. And when an album can just like really grab my heart the way that this album has, I'm just so oh, happy to be able know. to promote something like this. And knowing the struggles that you're going through, and other people who may not be going through the same things, but might be able to relate in some capacity, being able to find something to relate to on this album, I hope they have the same experience that i do too because it is one of those emotional albums that can grab you if you are ready to experience it oh yeah thank you man yeah this album is definitely you know more melancholic uh there's more atmosphere and uh yeah yeah that was uh that was because of the depression i think (laughs) yeah to come back to Minnesota, I think uh, we only played uh, one time in the in, in the US. We played at the Las Vegas uh, Psycho Las Vegas. Oh yeah, that, that festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played there um, two years ago. I think two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, it was a great show. Oh, that that's so great to hear that too. I've I've, I've always heard good things about that festival. I'm glad it worked worked well for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So you play in the casinos. <laughs> You play. I saw like corrosion conformity in front of the of the pool outside. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, Las Vegas is a very pretty area. Lot lots of big sound and noises going on. So something like yeah. Psycho Las Vegas is just perfect for that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so uh, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, of course, uh, you mentioned that uh, you're getting ready to promote the album with the album coming out tomorrow and getting ready for live shows. Um, uh, is there anything that's uh, uh, official that you can talk about as far as like uh, touring or live shows or anything like that? Uh, yes. So, so we have, um, I think, like uh, 40 shows until uh, this summer. Uh, unfortunately, in Europe, uh, until uh, until March, maybe we have a lot of restrictions between the between countries. And uh, some countries told you that you can only play shows with uh, sitting people. Some other country told you that you cannot play. Uh, so we had to cancel like maybe like uh, ten or fifteen shows. 
and our tour will definitely uh, start, I think, in uh, March. And we have a lot of festivals this summer. Um, so we go, uh, so we go to France. We go to uh, we go to London. We go to uh, several several countries in Europe, and uh, we're working on a U.S. tour. I, I hope for 2023. Oh, that that would be fantastic if yeah, 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 things yeah. line up that way. So our booker is is working on it. We hope for like maybe a, a one month one month uh, tour. So, so it's gonna be a good thing. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm definitely rooting for you guys to be able to do that. But you know, of course, until then, I'm I'm glad to see the shows that are still booked are still happening, and then planning for everything for the summer as well too. And uh, just being able to get that live promotion for this album that it deserves. And of course, with the album coming out tomorrow, I'm so excited for people to be able to check it out. And it's been a great time being able to talk to you about it, uh, having a real conversation about mental health, which I always yeah. love to advocate for and love being able to. T- talk about that and spread the word that it is a real thing uh just talking about some great music coming out tomorrow with a loner through nu- through nuclear blast and just a great band like hangman's chair and i thank you so much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it well thank for thank you for all man man it was a great thing yes like you said like to talk about a real thing like uh, like depression it's not a it's not something that you talk about in, in interviews usually so so thank you and welcome back to the show. You just got done here in my talk with Julian of Hangman's Chair, talking about the brand new album, A Loner, which is available now through Nuclear Blast. And that's three of the albums I will be talking about in the album review section of the show this week. And between this week, last week, the previous week, February has been an incredible month for heavy releases. And these six albums here are great examples why going pretty much everywhere that you would want to go in the heavier territories. Whether you like it more tech, whether you like it more brutal, whether you like that 80s style, whether you want it doomy, whether you want it more modern. I got it all here. Let's talk about it. First of all, I'm talking about the band Elysian with their brand new album, Damn Numb. And... Seeing the metamorphosis of this band has been incredible because they did start off as a very technical band, a little bit more deathcore-ish, I would say. Maybe that's not exactly right, but, you know, they were much more on the brutal aspect of things. Then they eventually started to let their prog colors fly, which I appreciated so much more, and you started to hear more of what the band was really, truly capable of over the next few albums, and... Here we are now with Damnum, and it's a nice little mix of both. I mean, there's some great proggy moments going on here, some nice clean vocals going on, but overall it's a much heavier album than what we've experienced from the band in quite some time. The production is just so nice and slick, the songwriting is just incredible. It just walks that really great fine line of all these different styles of the heavier sides of metal and prog and technical ability, but it's all concise, it all makes sense. And it's just great to see an album like this from the band in 2022. And of course, uh, they're gonna soon be going on tour with Omnium Gatherum and Black Crown Initiate, which is so cool to see them on a tour like that, especially in a main support slot. 
because I'm so used to seeing these guys usually on the bottom rung of a, of a tour, but now seeing them getting to that main support slot and hopefully eventually getting to that headlining spot, it's just, it's so great to see that. And if you've never checked out the band before, I think this is a great starter point, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Next up is the debut solo album from Corpse Grinder. Yes, George Corpse Grinder Fisher of Cannibal Corpse has finally released his very first solo album. Of course, under his moniker, Corpse Grinder. And a few weeks back, I heard someone describe this album as if Jamie Josta wanted to make a Cannibal Corpse album. And I find that to be such an apt description because it does contain much of the death metal that you would hear from a band like Cannibal Corpse, but it's also got some hardcore flavoring going on there, which you wouldn't normally expect. Whereas Cannibal Corpse, of course, is just known for being so fast, so brutal. And of course, when you have master musicians like Alex Webster playing bass, you're going to have very technical moments that are going on there as well. With this album, it can get a little technical, but it's so much more focused on the songwriting, making sure that the songs are just what they need to be. I mean, you don't even hear blast beats on this album until about a quarter of the ways in. And there's some very, very slow moments that, that just put like other punishing death and hardcore to shame. And it just shows that brutal can be whatever you want it to be, really. It can be as fast as possible. It can be as slow as possible. We all have our own definition of what brutal can really mean. But I think it's a very good description of what this album is all about. It's brutal on so many different sides. If you'd like to slam in the pit, this is an album for you. If you like the circle pits, this is for you. If you just want some heavy, hardcore infused death metal, Corpse Grinder has you covered here. And the fact this is one of the shining albums on a brand new label like Perseverance, it kind of perseveres and shines some new lights on what all the different sides of what Jamie Josta of Hatebreed is all about when it comes to his musical choices and what he wants to promote. So, since he had his touch on this album, I'm very curious to see what else he can do outside of his main bands like Hatebreed and Kingdom of Sorrow. But with Corpse Grinder, yeah, some killer stuff. Now to talk about the three albums that I went deep into on the show this week. But, of course, if you're just checking out the YouTube version, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So, let's go and continue in that alphabetical order, talking about Dagobah and By Nights. I really do feel like this is the best Dagobah album to date. I love what Shotter and company has done over the past couple decades, and just seeing where they started off with their debut and now where they are now with By Night, and just seeing how everything has just been so refined to make such killer, catchy, memorable songs that are so dense at the same time. I don't mean dense like stupid, I mean dense like it's so full and thick. And when you peel apart the layers like an onion, you start to see all these different things that you may not notice. Like, you're noticing things in the rhythm section you may not have noticed before. You may notice some synth parts that you've never noticed before. There's so many different layers to Dagobah, and when you're doing something more of the modern metal tinges, like what Dagobah has really crafted into their own, it's just so rewarding to listen to, especially if you can appreciate music on a deeper level than just hearing the songs. 
on a base level, because that deep dive into a band like this is so, so worth it. And when you write things as catchy as Dagobah does, it really makes you wish that they were a bigger presence over here in America, and you wish that they were on American Top 40 Rock Radio, which they definitely have some songs on this album where that should happen. And who knows, maybe one day that could happen. It's never too late. But until then, if you like things that with a little bit of electronica, a little bit of symphonics, a little bit of metal, and just being able to find a great hybrid for every different song, Dagba is the band for you, and I highly recommend checking out By Night. Next up, we got Hangman's Chair with A Loner, and this album has been crushing my soul lately. Although it's not the most soul-crushing album I've heard in 2022 so far, as far as sonically, or production, or overall songwriting, it hits me on a personal level that I'm not sure many other albums are going to be able to come close to hitting me this year just like. As you heard with my interview with Julian, it really tackles about what isolation feels like, what depression feels like, what mental health struggles feel like, and sometimes being alone is the answer. As much as that sounds like that's a horrible thing to do, sometimes being alone is the right way to go, and I totally get it here. When you listen to these songs, it just, it has like a, a great atmosphere behind it that is not always tackled in doom metal, which is so funny because with doom metal there's so much space to be able to create that landscape, but this is a different kind of atmosphere. Where, I'd say if you like a band like Paul Bear, for example, Hangman's Chair would be right up your alley. Where it, you can hear kind of the influences of maybe like a little more of the stoner side of Doom Metal, but it's so, so much more focused on just pure, clean vocal Doom Metal. That classic Doom Metal, and I don't mean like Candlemass. Like I said, I think Paul Bear is a good example of that, where... It's not as cheesy overall. I mean, I love Candlemass, but come on, they have some cheesy stuff. Whereas with Hangman's Chair, with a loner, it just, it feels real. It's real emotion that's coming out. And between all the songs that are showing off here, you just see all these different sides of mental health struggles. And especially if you can relate or if you're suffering yourself, this is a pretty good soundtrack that really showcases everything off. And I keep listening to it. It just, it strikes a chord with me in a way that just hits me so, so hard. And I hope others, if they choose to check it out, will be feeling the same way because this album is so damn good. And Hangman's Chair deserves that promotion. So I hope you go and check it out. And finally, of the three interviews that I've done for the show this week, Manic Sinners with King of the Badlands, their debut album. And you don't normally go to Romania when you're thinking about 80s-infused hard rock and heavy metal, but sometimes it's the countries you don't think about that puts out some killer, killer music. That's why it's so important to be able to expand your mind. Manic Sinners is a perfect example of that. These guys coming together with that common goal of being able to wear their influences on their sleeves, doing the music that they enjoy, that 80s hard rock, 80s heavy metal, a little bit of 90s thrown in there as well, but... Just knowing who they are and writing killer music surrounded around that. It's got the 80s AOR feel behind it too because there's some great melodic moments in there that 
If you enjoy AOR, this will be right up your alley. If you want some heavier stuff, like even getting closer into like Slayer tensions, Manic Sinner's got you covered there too, but if you just like that 80s metal sound and you want to hear it updated just enough for 2022, Manic Sinner's has released that album. And when there's so many dark things going on in the world right now, sometimes you just want a nice little throwback. Just to escape for a little bit because, you know, the, the world's in really rough shape right now. I mean, not just with the pandemic. Um, now, seeing that uh, the world might be going into World War III right now, and I don't just mean the WCW pay-per-view, it's scary times. Really scary times. So, why not just be able to find an album where you can escape all of that for a while? King of the Bandlands is that album. And if you need that escape, they've given it to you. And it's absolutely worth your time. And finally, why not just continue on with the soul-crushing? If Hangman's Chair wasn't soul-crushing enough, Shape of Despair have decided to come back and release one of their darkest albums to date with Return to the Void. Shape of Despair has been known for their Finnish funeral doom metal, that great death doom sound, nice female vocals always attached to it, the kind of band where if Draconian is just a little too happy for you, Shape of Despair is that band that will just tear you apart if you let it, and this is a soul-torturing album, and I love it for that reason. It's so dark, it's so heavy, it hits on topics that just, if you really pay attention to it, it's just gonna, it's just gonna grab hold of you and not let go. The production on here is so perfect for their style, everyone is just doing exactly what they need to in this band, and you know, it's been a little bit since there's been a new Shape of Despair record, so hearing something like Return to the Void, yeah, I mean, this is a rough album if you're going through some rough times right now, although it could be exactly what you need as well. But just know this is far from a Rainbows and Sunshine album. This could be one of the darkest albums of 2022, and it's hard to get darker than Finnish Funeral Death Doom that Shape of Despair have mastered so, so well. And I know I'm going to be listening to this album more. I've really been appreciating uh, Funeral Doom Metal so much more lately, and just Doom Metal in general. And I need an album like this right now, just like Hangman's Chair. I need an album like Return to the Void right now for my personal being. And if you can relate to that in any way, or if you just enjoy some killer Doom Metal, check out Shape of Despair. And with that, thank you so very much for checking out my album reviews. If you're checking this out on YouTube, I highly recommend you check out the podcast as well too, which of course is now on YouTube, but I would really like you to be able to check out the full show, check out the interviews, check out what I'm going to be talking about next. There's a lot to dissect with heavy debriefings, and if you're only coming in for the album reviews, I hope you dug this. Until next time. And even though it's instantaneous for you, I am back, and let's get a little bit off the music-centric stuff for a little bit, and let's talk about some stuff that I've been enjoying over the past week and change. And a little bit of wrestling stuff where... I am absolutely late to talk about it, if you know what's going on in the wrestling world right now, but we'll get there when we get there. First up, I've been playing a few games. Uh, as I mentioned before, I was playing Dying Light 2. I beat the game. I've done a lot of the missions. Unfortunately, since I don't really do much as far as multiplayer... I'm not going to be able to platinum the game, which really bums me out. I really don't like it when a single-player focus game has multiplayer trophies attached to it, but that's just such an, a little nitpick and 
first world problems. It's a great fun game, and it, it does have bugs and glitches, but it's not to the level that everyone I've seen online talk about. Almost everything that they were talking about was fixed in the day one patch before you even play the game. You gotta play it yourself to enjoy it and know what it's all about. Then I started replaying a game that I didn't know if I was ever gonna be going back to, but I did go back to it. And it's the next-gen version, or current-gen version, depending on how you look at things, of Cyberpunk 2077. And it's the game that should have came out day one. Without question. Look, if you know anything about gaming, if you know anything about the story of Cyberpunk, you don't need me to describe it to you. All I can say is from the fan perspective, from a gamer perspective, I just wish this is what came out in 2019, in 2020. I really wish this was the game that didn't get delayed so many times and made you question if it was going to be a good game at all. It made you... It's the kind of game where you don't... If this was the version that you played, you wouldn't be thinking about, like, all the the higher-up politics and shady business tactics that people do to be able to advertise and make sure you get those pre-orders and... Make sure that you buy the game day one and, you know, make me drink the Kool-Aid like so many others did because CD Projekt Red had built such a great rapport that you thought they were too big to fail. And then you realize not everything is too big to fail. In fact, nothing's too big to fail. But rather than abandoning the game, they decided to fix it up the most they possibly could. I know they're not going to stop with that. They have no choice. And hopefully it does become a good comeback story like No Man's Sky, where the game was basically nothing when that came out in 2016. Again, I bought that day one. It came out the week of my birthday in 2016. I was so excited for that. And then you realized it was almost just like a tech demo more than a game. But then it really got fleshed out into something pretty incredible. And that's what I'm hoping here with Cyberpunk. Because it really does hit a lot of levels that, again, should have been hit on day one of release. As I'm playing it on the PS5, it's working pretty much flawlessly. The animations look great, It's there's no screen tearing, the game isn't being blue screened and shutting off. It runs, which it wasn't doing that before. And especially, like, I'm, I'm such a performance mode guy. Once I realized how much you can really do with frames per second, that matters so much more to me if, than if a game is in 1080p or in 4k or 8k or Whatever else is gonna happen. I just want the, the game to look as smooth as possible, and it looks really damn smooth when it's in performance mode. Plus, they have a dedicated metal station as well, too, and you got bands like 2Mold and Converge on there. That's some cool shit. It really is. And the game's going for like 25 bucks right now, and they got a free demo that you can do. You can do like a five-hour demo now for the next couple weeks to see if you actually like the game. You don't even have to buy it. You can just try it out and see if it's for you. That's not a plug, I just think that's really cool of them to do, and probably the right thing to do as well too, all things considered. But for someone like me who bought it day one, it's just fun to be able to go back to that. And I do plan on beating the game again. But before that, a game came out back on Friday, known as Horizon Forbidden West. And this juggernaut of a game is everything I was hoping a sequel would be. The graphics are jaw-dropping. And it's funny because they even had to scale back because it's also available on the PS4. So they couldn't even do everything that they were capable of doing on the PS5 because they also had to focus on the PS4 as well. The gameplay is so much fun, the story is very intriguing, the map is gigantic, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. There's some parts that really kick your ass, 
Some of the machines in the game can really tear you apart and make you frustrated, but it's an overall very fun game. And I'm glad to see that they did take the time that they needed to to make this game everything that it was that it should have been. There's so minimal bugs and glitches in this game that I've experienced, and it's just so much fun to play. I know across the internet right now, it's getting review bombed right now, mainly by people who just want to see the world burn, really. I mean, it's not even people who have played the game or have an intention to play a game. They just, they're either Xbox fanboys, and trust me, PlayStation fanboys do the same thing when there's a first-party release for Xbox. I have both, so I have no skin in the game. I enjoy both systems. It's just so stupid to rate a game so low, potentially throwing people who would love the game away from ever checking it out just because of low scores like that and the review bombing. But that's a whole other subject. I don't like that I got it day one and, you know, with taxes, it cost about 75 bucks. But if I can get 75 hours out of this game and I'm still enjoying it on hour 75 as much as I did on hour 1, to me that's worth it. That's a dollar an hour, I think that's fair. And I think this is a real system seller for the PS5 if you can get your hands on it. Much like Ratchet & Clank was last year, that's what Horizon Forbidden West is right now, except a much longer game, much more worth the money. I love Ratchet & Clank, but it was way too short, I shouldn't have been able to platinum the game in a day. But regardless, Horizon Forbidden West absolutely gets my seal of approval, and if you just want to escape into a post-apocalyptic world that looks gorgeous, this is the game. Then of course, uh, the big old elephant in the room when it comes to professional wrestling, and goddamn, I know I'm late on this, but I still have to throw in my two cents about it. Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. Something I didn't think was gonna happen because when you have that kind of creative control, when you're making the money that you do, when the promotion is surrounded by you, I figured that would have been enough, but that's not enough for Cody. And he and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW. More than likely, he is going to WWE because there's no other promotion outside of him buying his own promotion or becoming a real partner in would be able to afford him to be completely honest. So I totally expect him to be on WWE programming. He could have been on Raw tonight as I'm recording this for all I know. I, I mean, I haven't seen it. I woke up after midnight to record this, so I haven't really done my due diligence in looking. But he could have showed up tonight. He could be showing up Friday on SmackDown. He could be showing up at WrestleMania. Who knows? But unless he is going to be creating his own promotion where he can be the booker, which, I mean, he wants to be his dad. He wants to be able to have the influence like his dad had where he's the booker, he's the star. It's what he wants. And I get it, but I mean, he's not going to get that in WWE if he does go that route. But... You know, it'll be interesting to see what what comes of it. And I think, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people say that this is such a devastating hit to AEW that they're not going to be able to recover. And I don't believe that for a second. AEW has so much homegrown talent and talent that they've brought in. Are they at WWE's level of popularity yet? Of course not. They've been around for three years. How could they? They're still growing. They're still building. But I think they have everything so fine-tuned right now where... They are that legitimate competitor to WWE right now, and unlike most people that you see online, I don't want any wrestling companies to fail. I want them all to be good because I enjoy watching wrestling, and I want to keep watching wrestling. I don't want to watch a shitty program. If it's shitty, I don't watch. 
And in my humblest of humble opinions, that's what WWE is right now. And I really hope that creative change could happen on the horizon at some point. Will it happen? I have no idea. But I don't want WWE to fail. I don't want AEW to fail. I don't want any wrestling promotion to fail. I want it all to be good because wrestling is a great thing. It helps you escape the world that we live in, which is such covered in shit right now and only getting worse. So being able to watch soap opera and live action sports entertainment varieties is right up my alley. And it'll be very interesting to see what Tony Khan and AEW has going on in the future. Although he says he has a big announcement for this week, which he has said that a lot. But I don't think he's ever really been wrong about any of them either. I think just people expect more out of it than what it is. Uh, he said this one's like a game changer, so I'm... I'm being selfish here. I hope it's that AEW is able to stream on HBO Max, which makes sense because Warner Brothers owns TNT and TBS. They could throw it up on HBO Max, have it live for the pay-per-views, all that stuff. I It would be simple to be able to do that. It'd be so cool if they did that. I don't think that's what the announcement's going to be, but... That's what I would love it to be. That way I can actually get rid of my goddamn cable because AEW is the only reason I still have cable today because everything else is streamable with what I have. And of course with WWE, if Cody does decide to go there, you know, hopefully the money's worth it. And if he decides to go in a completely different direction, I'll be very interested to see where he goes from here. And finally, before we get into the soundtrack of the show this week, I just want to talk a little bit about my personal state right now, which I didn't do on the show last week. I kind of totally forgot about it, which might be healthy, actually, since there was so much going on that I completely forgot to even talk about my mental state and, you know, just check it up on my personal well-being. If I don't have to think about it, that might be a good thing. But this past week has been pretty rough for me, and I think you've kind of heard it throughout the interviews, you've heard it throughout me talking about other stuff, hinting at it. Yeah, the state of the world has really brought me down, and it really sucks. It sucks ass. You know, we're about to enter the third year of a pandemic. World War III might be on the horizon between Russia and the Ukraine. Social media toxicity is, of course, at an all-time fucking high. I'm not exactly the type of guy to have, you know, friends, at least in person. So, you know, I've been spending so much time by myself. I spend a lot of my time at night. If I'm doing interviews, of course, uh, almost every single interview I've ever done has always been during the day. Unless it's been in person at a show, then of course that's usually going to be at night. Sometimes I interview someone from Australia, for example, and I'm up to like 2, 3, 4 in the morning. Which is my normal waking hours, so that's totally cool with me. In fact, most of the interviews that I do are outside of my waking hours. I'm usually sleeping during a lot of the times that I do interviews because, well... If you're not familiar with me and how I operate, I, I'm a night person by choice, but I think my body is just also very programmed to it as well too. And it came from me not wanting to bother people. So I stayed up at night because most people that I was surrounded by for the longest time were of course working, awake, living their lives during normal daylight hours. And I felt like such an embarrassment and a burden to people that I just stayed up at night. That way I can do my thing. I'm not hurting others. I'm not bothering people. And we both just get to live our lives. 
of course, now that I'm by myself, I mean, I look around me, I, the only light that I have on right now, besides my colorful microphone, my colorful keyboard mouse, is the black screen I'm looking at to record this show. I don't have any house lights on, no night lights, nothing like that. Just kind of in darkness right now, and I think that's why Doom Metal has been hitting me pretty hard lately, because it has become even more authentic to me than it's already been. And it's just hitting me more on that personal level. Which is another reason why I hope you check out that Hangman's Chair album, because it shows both sides of mental health struggles. The positive of, you know, it's like sometimes it is good to be alone. And the negative of sometimes it's bad to be alone. It shows both sides. And I guess I just, I really want to see all this stop in the world. I want the pandemic to be gone. I want to be able to get back to my life 2019 and backwards. I want to be able to go outside and not afraid to be able to go places. Go see a movie, go see a show, you know, walk around the mall like I used to do. You know, pick up records or pick up shirts. Just walk around knowing that human life still exists outside my studio apartment. To steal from Cocabana. I just, I miss the world that we used to have. And we didn't know we had it. And with the way the world is right now, we don't know if it's ever gonna really go back to any kind of normalcy. Is this, is this what people are talking about with the new normal, where everyone just hates each other, where we're afraid to go outside, we're afraid to be around other people? Is World War III really on the horizon? All these things are fucking scary, and not enough people talk about how fucking scary it really is. Everyone's gonna try to act tough, everyone's gotta put on a front talking about how things don't hurt them. But I know the outside world is hurting me right now, it's taking a huge toll on me physically, mentally. I look like absolute shit right now, I look like I've been going through a pandemic. Anyone who's gone through this pandemic looking better, and have become better people, I salute you because I just don't have that in me right now. And I hope I can at some point, but I guess one thing that takes solace in is that many COVID reports have gone down tremendously, and I hope that that can mean that maybe we can prevent the next strain from being a worldwide pandemic. I don't think COVID's ever going to be going away. I think we're way too fucking far gone for that. But for us to go back to a pre-2020 world, where we can go to movie theaters, we can go to shows, we can just live our lives and not have to be in fear. I really like that idea. I hope we can get to that at some point. I know I could really use it. Because I am fucking lonely. I haven't seen anyone who considers me a friend since August 2019. And we are just about in March 2022. I'm hurting. And what's getting me by is gaming, music, wrestling, the occasional TV show or movie... Of course, adult animation, be it Simpsons, be it South Park, be it Rick and Morty, be it... Well, used to be Adult Swim before that got taken away from Xfinity and put on a premium package because Cartoon Network is apparently a premium channel now. But that's pretty much all that's getting me by. It's not human relationships. It's not being able to see friends and bullshit with them, um, going out to eat with someone, going to a show together with someone... All that stuff is pretty much gone for me for the last two and a half years now, and I hope it can change. So, 
I guess I just want to say with that, I, I hope that you're holding up okay. It's been a tough fucking year so far. I know a lot of people who have lost people near and dear to them, whether it's someone of notable fame or it's relatives or friends. There's been a lot of hard-hitting deaths in 2022, no matter who you are. And just know we're into this we're in this together. We're apart, but we're in this together. Do what you can to be okay. And while it'll be instantaneous for you, I'm gonna take some time, try to make a goddamn good soundtrack for episode three of Heavy Debriefings. Be right back. And we're back here to be able to talk about the soundtrack for episode three of Heavy Debriefings. I got a bit of a moody show going on, but it's all different kinds of moods, and I really hope you enjoy the soundtrack. If you want to be able to check it out, make sure to go over to Spotify, look up Josh Runquist, and you will see Heavy Debriefings for 2-2-22. Starting it off is Dagobah with their ballad On the Run, off the brand new album By Night. Followed by Manic Sinners, with possibly the heaviest song off their album, King of the Badlands, the song Down in Flames. Then we really start getting into some dark, despair-filled doom metal with Hangman's Chair, with the pretty much title track, Loner, off the album A Loner. Then we hear a legion in all their fine glory with the song of Beasts and Worms, the latest single off their upcoming album, Danum, coming out this Friday. Also coming out this Friday is the debut album from Corpse Grinder, and I have the lead single off Corpse Grinder, Acid Vat. Then we really hit the despair as hard as I possibly can with Shape of Despair, and the single known as Forfeit. In news that is brand new to me, some brand new dog fashion disco with the song Black Omens. Then we start to get very dark and evil, and of course satanic with the band Dark Funeral and their brand new single, Nightfall. And his one of the most fun, dark albums of 2022 is the band Midnight. Their brand new album absolutely slays, and they've shown off a brand new single from that album with Nocturnal Molestation. And finally, to close things out right, is Napalm Death, who just announced a one-off show with Pig Destroyer, and Sunless at the Turf Club in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's a one-off show because they're opening for Arch Enemy and Behemoth throughout the U.S. That's not coming to Minnesota, but Napalm Death and Pig Destroyer is happening, and maybe if things start to go in the right direction, I'll be able to make it to this show. But off their brand new B-Sides album, Resentment is always seismic. We're ending things with a nice grindy song known as By Proxy. And that does it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out episode 3 of the Heavy Debriefings podcast. To keep up with everything Heavy Debriefings, make sure to go on social media and look up Heavy Debriefings for everything except Twitter, which is Heavy Debriefs. And of course, if you like it old school just like I do, go to thatdrummerguy.com for everything. That used to be that drummer guy and is now Heavy Debriefings. And again, if you want to check out the soundtrack of the show that I just described, make sure to go to Spotify, search Josh Runquist, and check out Heavy Debriefings 2222 to check out all 10 songs. Thank you so very much for tuning in and sticking around this whole time. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate everyone that continues to check out what I do. I hope I keep making the best damn show, interviews, reviews that I possibly can for you. And if all goes right, I'll be back next week with a brand new interview. At least one new interview. Album reviews and all that good stuff. But until then, until then, this is Josh Runkler saying, see ya.